0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Aiden Hall. And I'm Jake Doolin. And you're listening to Bite. everybody, and welcome to Button Mash, the editorial board podcast. I am your host today, Nick Dowell, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Byte. Today, I'm joined with... Bam! I'm Lucas Schmidt. I am senior copy editor and the features editor.
1: And I'm Jake Doolin. I am the managing editor, soon-to-be features editor.
0: Yeah, Jake's been he's been moving around in, in the industry True of that. our small group. Um, so today, we have everybody. So the staff that we've assembled here today, um, Jake and I... Are, i'm the editor-in-chief jake's the managing editor uh previously last year lucas was the assistant editor-in-chief which is what the managing editor is now so mm-hmm. and he's about to graduate leaving the only two remaining founding members of Byte, me and jake just kind of yeah like bye felicia bye.
2: it's kind of weird it's like the term of founding member because like like where do you draw the line of like who is and who isn't because like like really, I only beat like a like several people, like you guys by like a couple weeks, really? Like, because Joe and I started in like January right. and we went into Brookie's video game class and got like three people from that. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. We had, like, 10 at most mm-hmm. at the end of the semester. Mm-hmm. I think
0: the way we were, we were determining it was the people who were basically put onto the quote-unquote editorial board we had at the time, they were the founding members, but a lot of them, like Kagan and Parker, they graduated that, at the end of that semester. So we kind of lost them. But, I mean, at least, yeah, from the, like, the very, very, very original editorial board, mm-hmm. it was...
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about that, like, half of the people... In bite in that first semester, like graduate also. Yeah. That, that semester.
0: Well, it's it's been really cool to watch how we, like things have evolved too, because we were we started out just like sitting WCRD's lounge, like taking up space and getting some awkward stares. Or sitting on that bench up above WCRD. Oh my, that mm-hmm. was that was that was our first meeting. It was you, me, Brian, and Joe, and then um, yeah, then Jake came in, which was when I first met Jake. He seemed so like awkward and weird. I didn't want to associate with him a little bit. Now he's like my best friend. So,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when I first met. I was in the WCRD. And I was, like, hiding out, waiting. (laughs) You were literally hiding in a corner. Yeah, until I found a moment to come in and talk. And then after that, I've just been hanging
2: out. Now you're, you just, like, whipped out a snowball mic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this kid's for real. All Yeah, Jake was. Mm -hmm. I was ready to do podcasting Uh really seriously.
1: And And then, yeah, and then I got into news writing. That's pretty much where I stayed for a long time. (laughs) I think total now, looking back, I have over 150 news
2: stories
0: yeah well it was because back when we first started like i was the news editor by myself and then i realized that i could not do that so i was like hey jake you're our best news writer which means hey jake you're our <laughs> only news writer <laughs> so i made him you might be like the co-news editor with us like we met that in the constitution and then we mm-hmm. yeah then we it's just it's weird it's so weird to think of how we've evolved He's like first everyone hated us and now it's like some people kind of hate us because we're in their space now and now we're pretty like we're pretty accepted. I don't know if anyone's really ever hated us. I mean, there are we, people we, who would disagree. We've got really that side a, eye, of Any kind of like conflicts just come from
2: like the fact that unified media exists and that we're all kind of like converging. Yeah, and nobody really knows how to handle it exactly, so everyone just kind of has their own idea of what it should be. And right, people mm-hmm. conflict about that stuff. But yeah, it's very interesting. I think more than anything to see like bite now the fact that there are parts of it that are functioning not only without like me having like any like leadership or participatory role in it, but just like even sometimes without even my knowledge, like people will be doing side projects and then I won't know about it until like, you know, way afterwards, like weeks or something. I'm like, oh, that's okay, that's awesome. That's yeah. crazy to think that now people are kind of doing things on their own, especially when freshmen join. When freshmen mm-hmm. join, that is that warms my heart. yeah,
0: and they're they've been so into it as well. My biggest surprise with this was how like autonomously byte runs. Like, I, I mean, I, I I, attend the meetings and I do all the executive level things that I need to do. But for the most part, like, I don't, I don't deal or associate, my, like, work at all with, like, those operational parts of Byte. And it's like, at first I came in and, I, and we, we picked on Joe for this all the time because he would kind of, like, hover around people, which like he was just trying to make sure things were getting done. <laughs> I can, I can kind of get that now because, like, when things are running by themselves, you feel bad that, like. Nothing's like I, I'm not helping these people. Because
2: you realize that yeah. things can keep being done even mm-hmm. if you stop doing anything for like a couple days. Yeah, like, some so things weird. would like people would still do stuff. Yeah, like
0: I like there are times where like I'll, then the, like the meetings would come and then it wouldn't work out. But there are days where I could be like just never never come back to bite and things would pretty much be fine. But then like you have but then like those high level meetings come up where I have to sit down and hang out with all the fun people in the Unified Media Lab and well, talk what? to stuff. It's just super fun.
1: Um I was always surprised like my first like big surprise about Bite was when someone just said they heard of us. Yeah. That always warms my heart. The fact that when someone will come up to us and say, "Yeah, I've heard about this." Or, you know, when we go to those uh, activity fair things at the beginning of the year, people know before they even talk to us what we are, what we're doing. And like when we first started, I never thought that would be the case. I always thought, you know, we'd always be handing out flyers and people <laughs> just be like, "Ball State has this?" And it's just nice that it's just – people just know, and, you know, they they seek us out now.
2: And it's cool that we've gotten to the level of, like, acceptance that mm-hmm. we have yeah. within, like, the other media groups. Because, like, I kind of – I actually, like, an hour ago started thinking of, uh, like, comparing it to sports in the sense that, like – sports are very like drastically different in terms of like recognition and support from the school and so like you know there's there's sports that are so tiny like ultimate frisbee or rugby that they're not they're just clubs mm-hmm. you know they don't even have like coaches from like the school or anything like that and the fact that like we are not just some club we're an actual student media group we get access to all this equipment and the resources that it provides
0: that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I work at the career center here at Ball State and uh, I was just talking with one of my managers, my bosses, and he came up to me and was like, hey, Nick, you're with Byte, right? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I didn't know I told you about it. I was like, oh, well. Yeah, I kind of, like, run the whole well, thing. Well, no, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm the editor in chief, <laughs> no big deal. Um, but then he was like, yeah, it's like, people were mentioning it today during our orientation meetings. Like, they said they heard of you. I'm like, like, are these people who were, like, been here for a while? Like, no, these are freshmen who just, like, who just came in. Like, they were accelerated students. I'm like, What? Like that's 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 not possible. We just started last year. We shouldn't be have any sort of notoriety yet. Yeah, it's awesome because like to see freshmen
2: come in like it's 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 something where I think back to like like where would I be right now in terms of like my work and how good I am at it had I had access to an organization like Byte when I was a freshman, because my freshman and sophomore like I didn't start doing any student media work until my second semester of sophomore year. Mm. And even then all I did was write a couple articles for the Daily News. I, I only did it for about a month. Like I hardly did anything. I certainly didn't become like in a leadership role or anything like crucial to the organization. And so like it makes me think of like had I been a freshman and something like Byte existed, I would have gotten involved with student media. Like, immediately, well, because that would have been exactly what I wanted.
0: Right, because wait, once upon a time, I was, like, my freshman year, I was a journalism major. And, like, I was, I tried to get involved with stuff like that, but ultimately I decided I wanted to focus on technology in some way, shape, or form, just because that's what I know more about technology than I know about, like, hard news and politics. Like, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. And I never really had the opportunities, the daily, the, the, and it's nothing against the daily news, it's just, like, that's not what they focused on, teaching students here, and that's totally their prerogative. But then I, like, as a business major, I was, you guys came up to me, like, hey, we're doing this video game thing, you want to join in? And I was like, Sure. And now a year and a half later, I'm like running it, which is really weird to think about because people always get like when I've talked to people around the unified media area, and they're like, I was, like "Oh, what, 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 like, what track are you on?" I'm like, "I'm a business major." <laughs> they just like kind of like stop, I'm, like, "Oh, that's really interesting," but it's kind of cool to see that. It's mm-hmm. great because
2: it brings a lot of diversity to the newsroom, and actually, um, not lo- well, maybe it was the spring or it was in the fall uh, some semester ago. Um, there was an English major was. Uh, head of the D was EIC mm-hmm. of the daily news and so it's not like that uh far far fetched of an idea to have someone outside journalism TCOM yeah. like running something but it is something that definitely like is is much more prolific in bite than I think any other student media group mm-hmm. because we really like there's a couple TCOM students and they m- there's like maybe one or two other journalism st- are there any other journalism students besides me that you guys can think of on Edward? In Byte in general, in Byte,
0: there's several. Are there? Okay. Um, but on editorial board, Courtney's TCom, Kelsey's TCom. I'm TCom. Yeah, I, th- I think T-com, TCom. TCom's
2: definitely more prevalent than journalism.
0: Yeah. But I'm down with that though, because our multimedia stuff is—I mean, all of our stuff is killer, if you ask me. But um, I know, funny. But no, I, I we make a lot of really good content. And I think I think the fact that we have so many TCom students here has really helped our multimedia build up, which is really really interesting to think mm-hmm. about. Just
1: outside this door, right now, we're working on something.
0: Can we, we say what we're working on? I feel, this will probably be it. Uh, yeah. Where we just recorded our uh, game of the year video for Byte, Byte's top five games from 2015. Am I the only one who doesn't have a costume? I put an eye patch on. Exactly. Jake technically didn't have a costume and either. Jay, well, Santa is. Like, he had the yes, Santa hat. I, I have the Sonoma. Santa hat. On. That's super. Yeah. Like, oh, should we? We probably shouldn't spoil the list. No. No. Yeah. Well, the, the I, I said eye patch, so you can probably figure out what game I was doing. But I still think they should have done some sort of a like clip art thing for you. I think that'd be hilarious if they did some like really <laughs> okay. cheesy clip art. Like superimpose, like, I didn't know we chose a Pirates of the Caribbean game for our go-to list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, just even that surprised me because a year ago we just did the lists, mm-hmm. and this year we're doing a full video blowout. You know, everyone, ha- all the editors are doing lists too. Uh, just seeing how it growed, re- went from, like, one year to the next year. Like, I ran Gotti last year. Gotti? And Sorry. <laughs> I kind of ran it again this year, and just seeing, like, the fact that we had so much more resources and so many more people willing to do stuff, You know, we got a fully stocked, you know, room over there right now with, you know, five or six people working on this video. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just amazing because that's what I wanted to do originally. And I'm like seeing it come true. And it's that's one of the best things.
0: And like I'm sure it's worse for you. But like Jake and I graduate in May and like I'm just like I'm seeing all these cool things that are happening. And like, oh, God, I leave this in a semester. I don't want to leave this because I know I've just learned to love everything so much. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Bites pretty much turned into a family for a lot of us because. For the longest time, the nerds are the social outcasts. They don't have those, like, connections. So now there's literally a giant group of people who love all of these things who can hang out and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool to watch that. Like, we all just hang out all the time. Jake and I hosted, like, a news team party at our place once. And I, these people, I just really hadn't had the opportunity to see yet. And we clicked instantly. And it was really awesome because, like, we just had that relationship. Mm-hmm. It was it's great. It makes me so happy. Yeah.
1: I love having all the events. That's been another big positive yeah. this semester. It's just having multiple people have events over at our house. You know, news team, we're not even a part of that anymore, and they brought over all those people. And, you know, seeing the fact that news team are all friends and all – like I go to their meetings because I'm part of the news – I still write news occasionally. And just those meetings are so much fun, and they're so productive. And this is just a group of people who work so well together, and it's because of the leadership they're right. under. Courtney yeah. and Graham.
0: Courtney and Graham. I say this all the time. I'm gonna say it again. And I'm probably listening to this. Uh, you're doing a way better job than Jake and I did as news editors. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just nice seeing all this stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of in your boat too. I don't. I'm not thinking about that right now in terms of like in a semester. I'm leaving. Um, I do want to know, Lucas, what you plan on doing. Um, after. Next week. what Are you going back well, to the region? Graduation? The right. region. Going, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going back oh, to yeah. the region? Moving we back
2: in? in with mom and dad because I just love them <laughs> so, so much. It's not financial at all. <laughs> no, not at all. No, but I'm going to keep freelancing for the Times in Northwest Indiana. Heck, yeah. And then I'm just going to start applying for jobs because I was just kind of too busy this semester and honestly wasn't even – uh, too focused on it because I figured you know what it's no big deal if I just move back in with my parents for at least a couple months and then apply for jobs then so that this whole semester I was able to really focus on schoolwork and make sure I got everything done and you know put my efforts where they kind of immediately more immediately needed to be but yeah then I'm just I'm just gonna start applying
1: I'm to get my family to keep reading the times
0: support <laughs>
1: support yeah and only way. read
0: stories written by Lucas Schmidt though mm-hmm. um we're both from the region. We gotta support region. each other. I, I think you. One. I think you. Uh, I, I thought it was Duh region. Duh region. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's inverse. It's either way. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Either way, region rat till we die. I am rat till we from die. Southeast Indianapolis. So <laughs> 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 yeah, it's suburban stuff's fun. All right. Um I think we're gonna go ahead and take a break and when we get back we're gonna kinda go over our own personal game of the year stuff. So stay it, 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 tuned. It. Yeah, we're yeah, we're gonna remix our own video. Aiden, um can you please remix the entire episode please? Thank you. It, it. And welcome back, everybody, to Button Mash, your favorite editorial board podcast. I'm sure there are so many that you can listen to. Um, So to kind of close out today, because we're we're just going to talk about some of the games that we've liked this past year, because we like video games and stuff like that. Uh, Jake, Jake, you want to go over your number one? Because it's my number one as well. Oh, we're not doing our countdowns. I don't want to give away. This, I don't want to spoil it. For, like, we shouldn't give away all of our lists because we are giving like a list at the end of the year. Okay. True. I don't want to
1: spoil things for our loyal audience. All right. Um, well, my number one probably is no surprise if you follow me on any kind of social media. Uh, it was Undertale, and um, if you listen to our album of the year podcast that we put out last, I don't know when we we're putting that out. I think it went out, like, I recorded it yesterday. Uh, I talk about how if something surprises me, it matters more to me in terms of a game. Like something like Metal Gear Solid Five, I knew that game was going to be good. Heck I had no yeah. doubt in my mind. But Undertale is like one of those games that just came out of nowhere and is going to stick with me for probably the rest of my life in terms of just a game that is so good and so absolutely perfect in every little minute detail that I can go back and play it a thousand times. Right. And I'm, I'm getting there, and find new things every time that make me laugh or just make me feel something. And it's just it's one of the most complete games I've ever played, and in a year where so many games don't want to give you that completeness. They want to, you know—and I'm not talking about just, like, DLC or nothing, but games that just don't feel finished, like, products. This is, like, so good, and Toby Fox really should be applauded for doing this all himself, along with his uh, friend Timmy. Um, it's at Timmy, not Timmy. Yeah. I guess i it right. Um, and just the music, again, is oh, excellent. music. Um,
0: just all around, just a great game, and yeah, one of those games that just makes you feel good. I'm pretty sure I've, I've annoyed the hell out of Jake by talking about how much I love the soundtrack. Because if if you follow me on any sort of social media, you know that sound design means a ton to me when when I'm making a game. And every sound, even the soundtrack, is so deliberate in that game, and it's so great. And Lucas, I'm so sad you have not played it. You know what has a great soundtrack? Tell me, Rocket League. That's so. That's so. Rocket though. League. Fools. I have. Uh, I have Angel Wings on my Spotify playlist.
1: It's so good. I will say when I was making the game of the year like promotional video for the um <laughs> Edboard listening to like the Rocket League main theme music. That was probably like the most like thumping fun sounding music.
0: Yeah, didn't you cuz didn't you like you you mentioned you you had like Rocket League's like really bumping music, then you like went to Undertale's like super like slow and sad was like This is really quite quite a quite, a trans- <laughs> yeah, quite a it transition. Was, it was a surprise. It was a really su- it was a huge surprise.
2: Yeah. You know what it probably should be my game of the year, but I just haven't played it yet. Is The Witcher Three? I'm sure I'm going to absolutely love every single thing about it because I love the second one, and I've heard nothing but amazing things for the third one. Especially since CD Projekt Red, they're just Good people. Yeah. yeah. They're I, just good people. You I, know, and that's have, yeah. really hard to find, especially like it, it kind of a, I'm kind of disappointed in myself in the fact that like I've given $60 to EA for a half completed game, Battlefront. I'm so sorry you paid for that. And i um, you know, I that, what my feelings about that season pass and boycotting it are a whole nother <laughs> topic. But, <laughs> but and and I haven't bought Smash. Witcher 3 yet, but I'm going to, it's just, the thing is, is with, like, single-player games, you can wait. You can wait to get, like, you like Witcher 2, I didn't play that until, like, two or three years after the game came out. Yeah. And I, I just, like, finally ended up getting it for, like, $5 during a sale and sunk, like, 30-something hours into the campaign.
1: I agree with that because with a multiplayer game, if you come in at the wrong time, either A, you are so underpowered and don't know what's going on, or
2: the community's gone.
0: Right.
1: And, you know, I... Or I, the
2: community can be, can be tarnished by then. So, like, there are a lot of games where, like, after the population will die off, the only people remaining are kind of people who just want to mess around and kind of ruin the game. Mm-hmm. Um, very much destructive type of people. I remember
1: I went back to Call of Duty 4, like, oh, five years after oh, that game came out. no. And a match started, and everyone started flying. <laughs> and, like only had grenades, and I was like, what is going on with this game? They have just completely abandoned it. Which is,
0: because Metal Gear Solid was arguably, or not Metal Gear Solid, Call of Duty 4 was, like, Modern Warfare was arguably, like, the best Call of Duty game. Oh, yes. It was Mm so fun. But
1: yeah, yeah, they abandoned those things. I remember Rainbow Six Vegas, I went back and played that online. Um, People were able to enter in, like, developer cheat codes to shoot lasers out of their guns. And yeah, it's so funny, like, after a few years, it's just
2: like a developer's like, "All right." we're not, you can do whatever you want on those servers. Yeah. Or even worse, they'd, they'll they be like EA and just shut the servers. Off. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's but that tends worst. to more happen with the really, you know, in their defense. Like, they only do it for the games that are really dwindling mm-hmm. in terms of like the community size. Right. And a lot of times the sport games, just because like they're like, you know, it's been like four years. Get the new one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My thing with Witcher, because I bought the Witcher 3 over the summer. And like, I, but I got it towards the tail end, like when I came back to school. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there was just there was so much to do in it. And like I didn't have the time for it, so I was like, I was so like daunted. I was like, I can't do, I can't play this game. There's so much to do. So I actually ended up trading it at GameStop to like. And do it's some other a stuff.
2: great. It's not just a great like role-playing game. It's also a great action adventure game. Yeah, like, like and I those love are what two I play. like very distinguishable genres mm-hmm. that I think people just kind of like they get like blurred together. Like, well, of course an RPG is going to be an adventure. Well, like action adventure like means like the actual like combat to me at least the like combat mechanics and the fact that Witcher Three plays. Wonderfully, and and you know I haven't got my hands on it, but it's more comparable to like Shadow of Mordor. Mm -hmm. But Shadow of Mordor isn't like this big investment, like you said. There's so much to do that an RPG tends to offer. So it's kind of got that huge sprawling world of an RPG like Dragon Age, but where Dragon Age lacks in the combat, you know, it's more like tactile. I I wouldn't call. When
0: we say Dragon, you mean Inquisition? Because Dragon Age's uh, Origins and Two were not huge sprawling worlds.
2: (laughs) Oh, they're not at all. No. I'm gonna be really disappointed in Inquisition. Yeah, I heard good things about it. No,
0: I'm sure it's a great game. I'm I'm getting it for over Inquisition the break, is bigger. Yeah, well, they, it has like a a
1: a select area that's kind of yeah. huge that you can explore, and then you go like to the next map area, and it's you know another huge area you can explore. It's like segmented maps. It's, okay, it's hub. Okay. yeah, it's yeah. like it's, it's it's like
0: in each section is fairly large, and it's in and of itself. It's just yeah, it's not like a huge world because you have to like once you go to like get through a certain door, you go to the next place. There's no like yeah, and everything. But is, then like, again, that's and, like, that's
2: very much is also like a Bioware thing to do. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's very much in line with like how Mass Effect was like you know yeah, different planets. Go- yeah, yeah, it's by
0: yeah. no means yeah. bad either. Like it's, it's it's a great mechanic and it works out really well. And yeah. At least in Dragon Age, or I haven't played Inquisition yet, but in Origins yeah. and two, it works out extremely well.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, something that I I think is only that's I'm, this is only on my list. I put Until Dawn on my playlist on my list. I wanted
2: to play it. Oh, you've not played yeah. Until Dawn. Yeah, no. Oh my God. See, I've only really gotten to play like I haven't played enough this year, and I, the only ones I've really gotten to play around were just kind of like those major like mm-hmm. AAA releases that I was like, oh my goodness, I have to play Fallout Four. Oh my goodness, I have to play Battlefront. I've been waiting you, you, like five years for one and nine years for the other. one. I think one. it's
0: safe to assume because. Everybody on Byte told you you probably shouldn't have invested in Battlefront.
2: <laughs> I mean, I I still love it, and I've gotten like 30 hours into it or so, and I'm gonna get a lot more once I go back home because my best friend back home plays the crap out of it, mm-hmm. and just playing it with him will make it that much more fun. But I mean, he's he's it, it sucks because he's pretty determined to get like the season pass just because he loves it so much, and mm. I really want to boycott this because paying for it. Enables EA to continue shipping half-finished products, mm-hmm. and I hate supporting that. The
0: only time I ever I've ever bought a season pass for a game, and it has happened three times, and that's for all three Borderlands games. No,
2: wow. see, I've never bought a season pass.
0: See, this well, well I didn't buy it for the first one, but for, but for two and one point five, I bought them because all the DLCs, like they have so much stuff, and like you pay thirty dollars, you get like all you get like the four main story DLCs, which are good because like the, the game like itself, the story is complete. But then, like, you, have, they have, like, additional story DLC. Like, in Borderlands 2, they have this, like, tiny Tina's assault on the, dra- the Dragon's Keep. That's totally worth whatever price you'll pay for because it's, 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 like, a completely different game. You're playing Dungeons & Dragons by shooting stuff. It's great.
2: You know the funny thing? And I don't think I really have, like, the data behind this. I would have to, like, go back and track it all. But I feel like I've actually bought a lot less DLC since Season Passes became a thing Yeah. several years ago. So, like, the first Borderlands... I'm pretty sure I bought every single piece of DLC for that game, but that was that was like right before season passes became Mm -hmm. a thing. Season passes, I don't. I just maybe it's just because like my gaming habits have changed. I don't play as much as I did like in high school, um, because that's very much like season passes came to be a thing like right in my transition from like high school to college. And so yeah, I've I've never actually bought a season pass. Almost bought the Mortal Kombat X one, decided not to. Um, but man, those new characters are gonna be amazing. But oh yeah, um, that
0: trailer, that story has about two thousand views on our website right now, which is like Ooh. that's a lot. That's like a lot of views for our. I I'm familiar. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm, tra- I'm trying to get like for the people listening, they might want to know like, no, but Until Dawn is like you can complete that game in a night, and it's very much. Uh, I'm sure you've watched. Have you watched any of American Horror Story? yes so like I think the, I think the game as a, as a franchise is going to be set up a lot like that so hmm. like every the next game will probably be like it'll be under like or until dawn 2 asylum or something like that and like it's just like it's I just like I love
2: American it, horror Story set up God. I am not a big TV person but I, I, I respect American horror story a lot in the way that it's just set up and the fact that like I never really thought horror and episodic like television would like work I wouldn't call like, anything that, past season one horror <laughs> It's 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 more horrific well, than most th-
0: things on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, if yeah. if horror
2: is not the correct term, then like you know what I'm getting at, right? The, the kind of scary, gruesome ishness.
0: Yeah, I yeah. just I could go on for a long time about how I don't like American Horror Story anymore, mm. just because, like the way I haven't seen enough to it's just the str- have that conversation. Every, unfortunately like but I every other it. season is good. It's weird and like sometimes like it's not like I I honestly believe that the show just stopped at the fir- after the first season. I'd be okay with that. But we live, we live in a world where there always has to be a follow. Don't eat the microphone. Hmm. I, want that. Uh, I know you do. Uh, uh, it Looks like a marshmallow. Uh, okay. What else do you, do you have on your lists? We don't want to spoil the whole things.
2: Um, Fallout 4, which honestly uh, I've become like completely burnt out of. Yeah. Because, <laughs> me well, too. Beca- well, because
0: there's just nothing
2: left now. I've completed the main story, and there's no yeah. like side quest for me to do, or like there's none like on my log. And the only one like it's it's difficult for me to find that guidance of quest mm-hmm. because. Well, like the end of the game and this isn't necessarily like a spoiler, but like you're going to have to side with someone and whoever you whichever faction you side with, you kill everyone else. Well, those everyone else, they're the ones who gave me missions and now I have no one to go to for missions. Yeah. And the ones I do find are like very little like small things that aren't really that big in terms of like combat exploration or like reward with XP. So it's become like it went from like being like, oh, I could explore or I could do all these missions to just now like, well I could keep doing the same mission that Preston Garvey or uh Oh God whatever his name is For the Minuteman. Yeah he keeps giving me. You know, he's a cool dude, but he's a liar man. Yeah, every time I come to him, he's like, "I got something a little bit different for you." And I'm it's like, "No, no, it's the am, same am, thing." Am you want I me am I am I going back settlers? to
0: Sanctuary, the place I'm already standing, to take care of this, to do it again for the seventh mm-hmm. house? Yep. That's yeah. I, I love Fallout Four, and well, like, the way I voted for it, I still agree with it to this day. But yeah, there's there's definitely like there's clearly no end game. Like once you get done with the main story, you can't do anything else. Yeah. It's just the
2: thing is, it's like with Skyrim. The quests were just never ending because it was they're like everywhere. what, like seven strongholds or something like that. Yeah, and, and each one was filled with so many. But yeah, well, I don't no, know. The cities just aren't. Maybe maybe I just haven't talked to enough people, but I feel like there just aren't as many quests like sitting around. Skyrim that. also had the thing where you'd be on a quest
0: and then get another. Quest. Yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah, then, we, yeah. There was so many layers. It's like a hydra. It's like
2: mm-hmm. for every, the, for every quest you
0: get rid of, you get two more added to the list. I said this a thousand times. But I'm gonna say it right now. I honestly, I'm I love Fallout 4. I was happy for it to come out. Fallout 4's existence means that Elder Scrolls 6 will be coming out at some point mm-hmm. in the future, and that's what has me more excited.
2: I wonder how long Bethesda is just going to keep that train rolling of just like every five years come out with either an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout game. Yeah, well,
0: I well I want to Elder Scrolls Online has been out and it's been doing whatever, and I kind of want to play it, but MMOs are they suck your life away. But like Skyrim to me is such a perfect game. Like, I love Skyrim so much. It does everything right. The main story is whatever, but that's, that's usually the case for, like, every Bethesda game. Yeah. But there's no, just, I don't there's, play Bethesda games for story. <laughs> yeah, like, you play for, like, the exploration and the dungeon crawling and then also the side quests. And it's, like, I think the, the issue is that, like, Skyrim's premise allows it to, or the Scrolls premise allows it to have those crazier quests where, like, you go into a painting or, like, weird things like that. And in here, you're like, oh, well, we'll put you in this machine that lets you go look at your memories, but only, like, certain memories and things like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like overall, I th- I'm I'm excited for Elder Scrolls Six. I'm hoping it's going to be somewhere cool in the future. In the future, yeah, it's, it's actually going to be a shooter. Lightsabers. It's going to be a shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Battlefront is just Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, be- no, there is not enough content in Battlefront to be anywhere near close to an Elder Scrolls <laughs> game. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I'm so disappointed in that. Like there was n- like, I, the moment I heard there was no campaign, I was like I'm not going to play this game.
2: See, that's not what bo- people were griping about it, and and I hate to sound like i you know called it from a mile away but like for the last like several months before the game came out my biggest concern was like i was like since the e3 demo basically i was like okay i think this game like the mechanics wise is going to be great because dice knows what they're doing with shooters and i think it's going to be really well designed worst case scenario i see are either like bad maps that just don't play well or a lack of content and the maps, for the most part, I've got some gripes here and there, but for the most part, they're done pretty well. But really, it's just there's just nothing there. It feels like a demo. I wish we get to the point where DICE could make a shooter
1: that looks as pretty as Battlefront, plays as well as Battlefront, but actually has, like, substance content. Yeah. Because I feel like those two elements, they always knock them out of the park. Mm-hmm. They make some of the best-looking games Best sounding games too. Yes, like, their
2: audio design is top notch. Mm-hmm. They just wow. And, and it's it's not it's not as uh it's not as easy to like really, um, uh, understand that I suppose in the Battlefront games. I feel like it's it's more of a thing in the Battlefield games because there was more. Or in Battlefront Battlefield would sound way too <laughs> <Yeah>. similar. <laughs> Let's just address that right now. But in the Star Wars games, um, it's just yes, they replicate all the audio, but in the battlefield games like there's a lot of transition from like going inside buildings to outside buildings and all the destructibility that's involved there's just a lot more elements and complexity to the battlefield games than there is the battlefront and that rings true in the audio as well so there's no destructible environments in I mean things are destroyed but you can't like take out like a building that like some That's disappointing, cuz I did yeah. like
1: that a lot. I thought that was such a cool mechanic of like, Oh, that
2: it oh man, destructibility like taking down a building and That's like the one thing that makes me is, kind of excited for that new Rainbow Six. Yeah. Just being able to tear it down. I've heard entire. really good things about that. Yeah, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised. I've heard very good comp- people like people like this is this is the most um the strongest comparison I've seen anyone make to this in terms of like how how similar it is to counter-strike like i've seen a lot of comparisons to counter-strike mm-hmm. of like how tactile how difficult it is but how insanely rewarding and awesome it is. like people will talk like they're like dude like me and the other guy will just like have a standoff for the last two minutes just like both staring down the same hallway and like every the other is like afraid to make that first move and like it sounds terrible but like they're just like it's so tense that it works
0: well. I, I like. I think the it works out when a game like is meant to deliberately have that small of a party because um Payday works very like I don't. I'm not saying Payday is like the greatest game right now anymore, but like when it came out, Payday was awesome. How it had this sense of community and like everyone was like worked qu- like worked well together. Everyone had their own little clans. It was great. And I saw I saw that they I think they did something at E3 for it this year, and I was wondering they
2: always if... come up with new updates yeah. in DLC. And I've yeah. heard some people like complaining about it recently for for, and... for Payday. Yeah, payday. because yeah,
0: because they started they started charging for DLC now. Yeah, when they said they when they specifically said they would not charge
2: for DLC. Yeah. And and I've heard the and like the, but they actually like to apologize. They they and I think it was uh, Payday Two. It could be some other developers on it. I might be mistaken, but I believe it was the Payday Two developers uh, have invited like some really like prominent members in the community to their studio yeah. to like kind of apologize and talk things out with them, as well, which is really awesome. That's a great gesture. That like, that yeah. shows that they they care at least. That much more than other studios I mean, do that don't do that. I
0: can certainly see the what because like they they, they want to make money. They're still like they're still a business, you yep. know, they game de- develop games. So I can see why they might. I love
2: to- games that mix free and pay DLC. As and Rocket as- League is like a great example oh, of that. Yeah, it is. Rocket League keeps coming out with some great free DLC, but they also come out with just like a couple like exclusive things that you can pay. And of course, they're only like. Two, three, four dollars or something like that, and
0: it doesn't—it doesn't, doesn't change the game at all. Yes, like it's just They're that's all that, cosmetic. Yeah, it's just and I love that kind of stuff. Like when I got my, when I got my my purple neon trail thing, I was like, oh heck yeah, this is gonna be super fun. Yeah, and I got my wizard hat. It's great. Rocket League is just. It's so fun. It's none. so fun. Like, I wish there was like, i I obviously, like, there's only so much you can do with, like, with cars bumping into soccer balls, but I wish there's, like, a little bit more in terms of, like, what you can do as far as, like, just, like, different modes other than just, like, oh, you're going to play. Mutators, have
2: you messed around with those? No. What? I've not seen that yet. They came out the Mutator update, like, a month or so. I have not played in a sec. Uh, basically, you can change the gravity, the boost. Uh, there's one that I really like where it basically slows down time uh right bef- like right as a ball like c- whenever the ball comes near to someone so like when you're about to hit it or you're about to pass by it like it so it just slows down the moment and mm-hmm. it reminds me very much of um who's the director who made Watchmen and 300? Oh Zack uh, Snyder. Zack Snyder. His kind of like slow down speed up for action scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like that but in Rocket League. And so, like, all of those tense moments of, like, collisions, it just slows down, and then the collision happens. And then it speeds up, and it keeps going. And oh. then it's, lo- and like, it's really cool. <laughs> uh, you can replace the ball with a cube, a which cube? which is insanely unpredictable and very funny and <laughs> awesome. Kind of like, you know, when a football hits the ground, and yeah. you have no idea what that football's going to do? It's the same thing with the cube. It could go in any direction it
0: cares for. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. we might need to play no, there's, it there's there's yeah.
2: several mutators that are, they're, they're just they're just really funny. Okay. And
0: I mean, I've been playing so, so they recently launched like a lot of P, like, a few PS2 classics on the um, PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. and like a lot of those like they have, like GTA Three and GTA San Andreas. They dropped a couple Level Five RPGs, um, which Level Five is like one of the best JRPG developers in, like like the world. Mm-hmm. And they dropped oh man I, that's all I've been playing. It's great. All right, anything else we want to go ahead and? I don't think so. I think we can call it a wrap. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. it all right, so before we take off, Lucas. What's the biggest thing you're going to miss about Byte? If the answer is... If the, oh, mm. that's what I wanted the answer to yep. be. I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, this has been uh, Button Mash. It's it's Lucas's very last episode. It another, Bye. I'm sure he'll come back to be an editor. I'll come
2: back as an alum when I'm like super famous and Super, oh, yeah. super like, the, yeah. fir- the first episode,
0: super important special guest host, Lucas Schmidt. He uh, graduated, but he honestly just he can't get enough of us. <laughs> No, um, yeah. Everybody have an awesome. Uh, if you're if you're attending Ball State, have an awesome winter break. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your not doing homework for a good for a good month. And uh, we will be back next semester. All right. See you later. See you guys. Peace.